Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Uh, today, we're going to pick up our study in the uh, book of Galatians. Last time we were together, um, we session number five, and we covered verses 13 through 20. Session number five, verses 13 through 20. So today... Is going to be session number six, and we are going to pick up in verse number 21. So let's go ahead and get over there real quick. Uh, Galatians chapter number one, this will wrap up uh, chapter number one, then we'll go into chapter number two. And afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and, and was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they had only had they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith which he once destroyed, and they glorified God in me. So after Paul had met with Peter, after three years in Arabia and Damascus, he traveled into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. So that's what the the context of this verse is stating. So after Paul had met with Peter, remember, uh, Paul went into Arabia um, and uh, for three years. Uh, this is actually Acts 11.25 is what this is referring to, uh, and departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And of course, Saul was in Syria and Cilicia. So that's a little bit of the time frame. So afterwards, after what? Uh, after the the council. Uh, let's get down here in verse number 20. See, he was saying, uh, then after three years, I went up, see in verse number 18, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter, and I abode with him for 15 days. But of the apostles saw none save the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write unto you, unto you behold God, I lie not. And afterwards, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. So this would be after the visit, the 15-day visit with Peter in Jerusalem. So what does he mean there when he says that he was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea? So bear in mind, he's converted 34 AD. Um, he ends up in Arabia. He comes back to see Peter and now he says, I was unknown to the faces of the churches of Judea. It may simply mean that they did not know him personally as a result of his earlier persecutions. Because uh, you'll remember back in Acts chapter number eight, we read all about uh, uh, the persecution that uh, Saul wreaked on the church. And Saul was consenting unto his death. In time, there was a great persecution at the church. Uh, with the church that was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. So it may simply mean that they did not know him personally as a result of his earlier persecutions, um, but it could also mean that they did not know him, that they only knew him by uh, name or reputation. So in other words, they had heard only. They had never met him. So notice he says, I was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea. So 
In other words, they didn't know his face, they only knew his reputation. So when he says there afterwards, I came into the region of Syrian Cilicia after the three years, after the visit with Peter for 15 days when he saw him and James, and I was unknown by face unto the, of, by the churches that were in Judea. Now notice it says the churches that were in Judea, which were in Christ. Um, in Christ. Make no mistake that these were kingdom churches. Um, and like I said last time we were together, Paul never persecuted the body of Christ. I believe that Paul was the first convert into the body of Christ. He never persecuted the body of Christ. He persecuted the kingdom church. He persecuted the Jews that had accepted this way. He persecuted those who had believed the kingdom gospel that was being preached by the apostles. So these were kingdom churches that he's talking about here um, when, when he's speaking here. Uh, when he says here in verse, uh, verse 21, um, and was known, unknown by face into the churches in Judea, which were in Christ. So these kingdom churches were in Christ. Um, and no doubt they were saved, but in a different manner. I don't have a problem using the word saved for both kingdom believers and grace believers. We're both saved, uh, them into are in the kingdom program and we in the grace program. They were saved uh, in the kingdom program. We are saved in the grace program and we are both in Christ. But understand in the context of this verse, it's speaking of those Jewish believers who were part of the kingdom church who were in Christ. One way of looking at it is that, the, that they were in the vine and we are in the body, but we're both in Christ, but in different ways. They are in Christ uh, through the kingdom message. We are in Christ through the grace message. They are in the vine. We are in the body. Uh, they, their remaining in the vine required that they abide, uh, while our being in the body only requires faith. Um, there's a big difference. Works versus faith. Their being in the vine required works. Our being in, in, uh, in the body only requires faith. And we see that in John chapter number 15, and bear in mind, everything written, I'm humored now when I hear people say that I'm a red-letter Christian. Well, um, there were no Christians uh, in the Gospels, um, at least not in the way you're saying it or the way you're thinking it. Uh, these were kingdom believers. These were Jews. This was a Jewish Messiah speaking to a Jewish people about a Jewish kingdom and it really didn't have anything to do with you and I as Gentile believers. So to say I'm a red-letter Christian, Jesus never spoke to the body of Christ. There was no body of Christ during the earthly ministry of Jesus. Uh, the writings of Paul are the ones that are directed toward the body of Christ in which you and I are. So to say I'm a red-letter Christian um, that's not very accurate. 
That doesn't mean we don't agree with the teachings of Jesus, of course. And there's a lot of application for you and me. Uh, but I would really encourage you to um, to really focus on the writings of the Apostle Paul. Paul was the, gen- the apostle to the Gentiles. It's Paul's letters, Romans through Philemon, that have to do with the body of Christ, of which you and I are today. So notice he says in John 15, I am the true vine and my, hus- my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Now, if you've listened to my series on Romans 11, Rightly Divided, six parts, um, the branches are the, are the Jews. Uh, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. What's this whole stuff about bearing fruit? That's works. Yes, it is, because this is kingdom. This is not grace. The Jews were in the vine. We are not in the vine. We don't have to abide in the vine. We don't have to bear fruit lest he take us take us away or purge us or purge us. So, um, you know, we are not in the vine. In Romans chapter number nine, verse number ten, uh, Romans ten nine and ten: If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Period. There's nothing about abiding there. There's nothing about bearing fruit there, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. None of that is there. There's a difference. There's two different programs here. I was sharing with someone the other day, when it talks about rightly dividing the word of truth, everything in the Bible is truth. That verse is not saying divide truth from error. It's saying divide truth from truth. There's a truth for Israel that has nothing to do with us. And there's a, there's a truth for us that has nothing to do with Israel. That's what it means to rightly divide the word of truth. Now, notice also in these verses that he is saying, um, he which persecuted us in time past now preaches the faith which he once destroyed. Well, if you want a proof text, <laughs> the only faith that Paul once destroyed was the faith of the Jews. It was only uh, the kingdom believers that he persecuted. He never persecuted uh, grace believers. And then notice down it says, um, but they heard only and that he which persecuted us at times past now preaches the faith which he once destroyed. Now, when he's talking about he preaches the faith that he once destroyed, um, that is referring to the acceptance of Christ as the Messiah. Just as the Jews had accepted Christ as the Messiah under the kingdom gospel, so we too except Christ as the Messiah under the grace gospel. And he goes on and says, and they glorified God in me. Now, this makes it clear to me that he was not preaching the grace gospel to them. Because had he been preaching the grace gospel to them at this time, they would have been hostile toward him. They would not have been accepting him. They would have been persecuting. Bear in mind, he's talking to kingdom about kingdom believers here. And and had he been preaching the grace gospel, they would not have been 
glorifying God in him. So, you know, we really need to understand the context. When he says afterwards, after the meeting with Peter, not the Jerusalem council, but that 15-day meeting that he had with Peter and he saw James. After that, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. And this is recorded over in Acts chapter number 11. And I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea. This is referring to kingdom churches full of kingdom believers, and they did not know him by face. They may have known him by, they certainly knew him by reputation because he comes down here and he says, I persecuted them in time past. They knew that he had persecuted them. It's just they did not know him by faith. And then it says they were in Christ. Kingdom believers are in Christ, just like grace believers are in Christ. They are in the vine, we are in the body. They are in the vine by works, we are in the body by faith. But they heard only that he which persecuted us in time past, they knew him by reputation, now preaches the faith that he once destroyed. In other words, now he is a Christ believer. He believes in the Christ the same Christ, of those he was persecuting, and they glorified God in me. So again, that makes it clear that he was not preaching the grace gospel at this point, or they would have been persecuting him or challenging him. They would have been hostile toward him. And whatever he said to them, it was not in conflict with Peter's message. Had it been in conflict with Peter's message, it would have been a completely different ball game. And it clearly says he preaches the faith which he once destroyed. So it could not have been the grace gospel because the only faith that he once destroyed um, was the kingdom gospel, those who believed the kingdom gospel. So notice in chapter number two here, we pick up This chapter is the first time that Paul is going to mention the mystery. This is the first time he's going to say that he has received something else. At least to me, Paul is making it pretty clear here um, that he had not received it prior to his visit in Jerusalem when he saw uh, Peter and James, that 15-day trip. So he didn't receive it prior to that, um, because you remember back in 121, um, it says, afterwards, I came to the regions of Syria and Cilicia. So he still hadn't, he hadn't received it. And, and that's a big debate. Did Paul receive the revelation of the mystery the three years that he was in Arabia? I don't think he did, because if he did, he would have told Peter. And he would have mentioned it during that visit, but he didn't. And then he goes on to say, after I left that and I went into Syria and Cilicia, they were still relating to him on the kingdom gospel level. Um, so notice he says in verse number one of chapter number two, and then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, I took Titus with me. So this would have been 14 years after his first visit to Jerusalem, after his conversion. So 
This this would have been 14 years after he had that visit with Peter and saw James. Now, 14 years after that, he goes up to Jerusalem again, and he's got Barnabas, and he's got Titus with him. So this would have been 52 AD. Okay, And notice that it says he had Barnabas and Titus with him. Now, Barnabas is a kingdom believer who was there when Paul approved the stoning of Stephen. So he was a kingdom believer. He came in under the kingdom message, like Paul. But Titus was a Gentile convert who was not under the kingdom gospel, but under the grace gospel. And we know that because of verse number three. But Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. They wanted him to be circumcised, but he refused to do it. He refused to put himself back under the kingdom message. He refused to put himself back under the law. And this meeting that he's referring, that he's going to have here, is what is commonly referred to as the Jerusalem Council, which occurred in Acts chapter number 15. So that's a lot of information for today. I think that's where I'll stop. And next time we get together, uh, we'll pick up right where we left off. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for your good.